on today's show. Is there a better situation for Giannis? He may want to look for one outside of Milwaukee. We'll talk about that, resting, and the Rockets are going to try to trade KPJ. Talk about all that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Angstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Be an everydayer. Subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what's a better situation for Giannis outside of Milwaukee going forward? I'm interested. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with the purchase of a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. And joining me, as always on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls, the incomparable. What you got for me, Pat the Designer? Hey, Giannis, you remember we signed your brother uh, and then uh, had him on the team for a little hey, while. Hey, and then the Mavs had one of his brothers, too. Costas <laughs> was on the Mavs before. We had Costas, too. You had Costas? We had Costas. We had Costas. Costas. Do you have Alex? Brothers? Are we Antetokounmpo brothers? Actually, I think we did have Alex. <laughs> we'll talk about Giannis and his quote on a podcast recently about maybe not playing in Milwaukee. For his entire career. We'll also talk about the report that the Rockets are working to trade Kevin Porter Jr. After all of his insane report that came out that Jackson Gatlin on Lockdown Rockets covered very well. We'll talk about the rest policy. Adam Silver had some comments today about that. And then, of course, we'll play Count It Up where we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including LeBron bringing up the Avengers. He's playing Nick Fury and Iron Man in the same Olympics. Kai Jones is going off on some teammates and uh, a former NBA player is helping Ben Simmons with a three-point shot. And it's not any of the ones you would think. So we'll get into that. But before we do that, let's start with Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's on the Believe podcast, the 48 minutes. And he's on with the host is a guy that he, you know, was there when Giannis was a rookie. They He taught him how to drive. He was like with him for a long time. So they've got a deep connection. This is the first podcast Giannis has ever been on. And he was asked the question, do you see yourself playing the rest of your career as a member of the Bucks?" And Giannis said, quote, as long as we play and we approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for the common goal, I could see myself being a Milwaukee Buck for the rest of my career. But... The moment I feel like people are not as committed as I am to get that golden thing in the bag, and then he moves over to the side, shows the trophy behind him, like it's literally sitting behind him, and it continues, quote, I am not. I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. If there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I have to take that better situation. Pat the designer, is there a better situation for Milwaukee? And do you think Giannis is really thinking about this, or is this just his mentality going forward? I think it's it's uh, a two twofold thing. I think one, you want to put pressure on your organization to make sure that that is the mentality, and I think the other part is you want to put pressure on your teammates to make sure that they have the right mentality. Because listen, you take Giannis off of this team, um, what are we talking about the Bucks being right? And there's a lot of people who have long term okay. seven, six seed, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Right. Like you're not competing for a deep run in the playoffs every season. And I think that Giannis probably felt that a lot last season. I granted, listen, there were some things that Giannis struggled with in the playoffs himself, but there was a lot of people who, right. When you look at the head coach in this situation, when you look at the trend uh, with the, um, how drew holiday played now, granted, tough matchup with Jimmy Butler, but you did allow him to basically put, what was it? 108 points on your head top in two games. Like that's, that's not a situation where you feel like you're winning. I don't know if he's specifically calling out guys, but just putting the message out there. And I'm, I'm not mad at that. I'm not upset at that. And I think that that's what your standard of your team should be. When you've won one of these championships, I think maybe Giannis feels that the Milwaukee situation was we want a ring that's done now. We've done it for the first time since Kareem. We're okay. This is like a completely anti-complacent call out to his team, his his yeah. his teammates, his, the front office, everybody. This is to this is a message from the face of your organization to everybody on the team, to everyone from top to bottom. Say, hey, I am not satisfied. This honestly, this is Mamba mentality right here from Giannis. It's how many times did we laud and applaud Kobe and Michael Jordan for not settling for, Hey, we're going to keep going, like pushing teammates yep. way too far. How much did Kobe, you think about Pau Gasol and his hall of fame speech. He just made recently about how much Kobe pushed him and how much, you know, there's the documentary about the uh, redeem team on the Olympics, yeah. talking about the Olympics where Kobe went right into the chest of Pau Gasol, the very first play. Like he's not, he's pushing everybody around him. And that's what Giannis is doing with this quote. And so to me, as much as someone who covers the Dallas Mavericks who had a shot at Giannis at one point a couple years ago and then he won a title and then now it doesn't seem like it's possible at all could think that maybe that dream could be opened again I'm not I don't know that I'm buying it and I think that he's just trying to push everyone else around him I think it's up to the organization though and one right like this would be very interesting because the real question is is Giannis about to head on his Kareem arc where we talk about, of course, Giannis wins the ring with Milwaukee, but does he finish his career out somewhere else where yeah, he has a right. ton of success and goes on? And we think of him as that guy, maybe, right? Kareem played, what, seven years in Milwaukee? It wasn't a short time, his time in Milwaukee. So, uh, but I, I think realistically, right, you're, you're, what Giannis is doing is saying, you can't think like we're Milwaukee. You have to think like mm. we're trying to be world champions. Milwaukee's a small market town. It's a small market. Like, literally, I've been in Milwaukee. Players are just there. Like, because it's so close to us, you'll be there, and you'll just see, like, Chris Middleton at the store. And you'll just be like, oh, this is interesting. And then you'll, like, go in another aisle, and you're like, oh, that's Brooke Lopez. How did I not see him over the counter? You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's it's a small market, small-minded mentality a lot of times. And so you get stuck in that, hey, we're a small market team. We're not going to go out and spend the big money to bring guys in and do all of this. We want to keep our homegrown talent. That's our way to do it. It's hard to get homegrown talent that's going to be very, very successful when you're picking at the bottom of the draft every year because you have a Giannis on your team all the time. So you got to go out and spend money. And maybe this all stems back to the conversation about Dame Lillard. Well, Was there really an attempt to go get him? They're definitely spending. I mean, they're they're over the... I think that they're at least over the first apron. They may be, I think they're over the, over the second apron this season too. And so they are spending money. They've got talent. Like they've got guys. There was a one point last season, you and I were saying, this is the deepest top end talent team in the league. Facts. 
right? Like they have that Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, even their bench guys. We were talking about Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton. Like we were talking about some of their guys that they had some deep. We feel that though. We did feel that. that? Well, he feel that (laughs) we felt it. They were really good in the regular season and then they lose in the first round. And I think this is a response to that. Right. Yep. Like if you're if you're wanting the question, why is Giannis asking this? This is a response to that for them losing. But let's just play the game, though. Let's play the game that we all play here. Is there we a just better loss? Technically, if we were playing the game. Oh, I lost the game, too. You lo- Yeah. Yeah. Is there a better spot for Giannis going forward? If you're looking at somewhere for him, someone with him, you know, a Magic Johnson type for him to team up with, which is not technically how it worked. L.A. with Kareem. But yeah, you, you got to go draft that young guy for the example. Um, I was trying to figure this out. I I thought, right, like maybe he goes down to a Miami, but Jimmy's an older guy. What is Jimmy, 34 Bam's now, not. 35 now? Bam's not, but is Bam and Giannis going to work? You're also, I mean, yes. you're talking about yes. two years from now. Is Bam and Giannis going to work? Yes. Yeah, that would work. Bam and Giannis would work. That would be amazing. To, okay. I don't know about that. Can I, I make, them, can I make the map? Can I make the Mavs pitch? Make the Mavs pitch. He loved Jason Kidd. Right after this part of the he interview, did. right after this part of the interview, he was asked to play a word association game where they name a uh-huh. word and then you say the first thing that comes to your mind. And one of the guys said, Jason Kidd. And I was like, thank you so much for saying that. And Giannis goes, yeah. genius. Uh-huh. And you here's, know. Here's the question. Was he talking about him as a player or as a coach? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> It matters. You know it does. <laughs> so there's at least that connection there. And to team up with Luca and then hopefully Kyrie as well. Like that that's a that's a trio that fits really well. You yeah. could see that trio fitting really well. And that Giannis could would have guys next to him that well, at least Luca's case for sure. Kyrie most of the time committed to winning the way that he says, I want to be in a situation where we can win the Larry O'Brien trophy. So I that, think that's that one question, that stands out to me, but that question goes down as well on when is he talking about possibly making a decision on, okay, I'm not coming back here. Right. Cause this, this is a 2025 situation. This is not a next year situation. He's got two years left on his deal this year yeah. and next year. And then a player option the year after that. So yeah, this is like a really uh hypothetical situation unless there's a trade, which I can't imagine what a yacht thinking about what a KD trade was last year for the Suns. KD. Like, Imagine what a Giannis trade would be. I mean, you can't even. A Rudy Gobert trade. (laughs) That one goes down in history as the changed what all of us thought a trade was forever. But, all right, coming up. After that, second round picks everywhere. (laughs) You get a second round pick. You get a second round pick. (laughs) Speaking of trades, coming up. According to Shamsharania, the Rockets are working to trade Kevin Porter Jr. They've got to be nuts, right? Let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about something that I had never considered, and I don't think that you have ever considered either. And if you have, you're smarter than me. Jace, Jace Case and Jace Medical have a special case for you that has five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. If you don't want to get stuck in a situation where you can't get to a pharmacy, they're closed, the supply chain breaks down, something happens, and you have an infection, you can't treat it. Jace has that covered for you. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the code LOCKDOWN. You'll get $20 off. And this is something, again, I had never thought of. You get it. You have it. You have connection to a licensed physician that you can ask questions to, that you can make sure that this is clear. They also will ask you some questions. I went through and did mine. And it asks you some questions about your medical history. And if anything pops up, they'll have somebody reach out to you to make sure that this is all safe for you. It's backed by doctors. 
and uh, all this stuff is just to help you in, a, in the situation of an emergency. You can save more than $360. If you'd buy these medications just like straight up, it would cost you $360 more than if you just got the Jace case, you know, by giving these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, you get an additional $20 off Jace's price if you use the code Locked On, all one word, all caps, Locked On. Check out at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Go check it out today. You want the peace of mind. We guarantee it. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA, being part of the show, part of the everydayers. We have a show tomorrow, Adam Mares, Wes Goldberg, always talking smart NBA stuff, two of the smartest guys on the network, really. And so go check out tomorrow's episode. Go check out yesterday, Jake Madison, John Corrales, talking about um, all kinds of NBA stuff. We got it every day. We've gone every day through the offseason. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. All right, Pat. According to Shamshrani today, the Rockets are working to trade Kevin Porter Jr. along with draft compensation in wake of charges of felony assault and strangulation due to alleged attack on his girlfriend per sources. Now, Jackson Gatlin on Lockdown Rockets has covered the Kevin Porter Jr. story much better than we could at, at on this show. So go listen to that if you want to hear all the facts, all the information, the Rockets side of things, Kevin Porter Jr. story, and all that. What I want to talk about is the trade aspect of this. They don't think someone's going to actually trade for Kevin Porter Jr., right? No, they think somebody's going to trade for the draft capital. That is that is why you talk about the draft capital. That's why you include that in the package. You want to get this guy off of your team, basically, and you realize that you're going to have to give more than he is worth to get it. Uh, and you're also still a team that has a ton of question about whether, right, you go out and sign Fred Van Vliet, you go out and add a... Um, Jock Landale, uh, Dylan I- Brooks. Dylan Brooks, right? Uh, I, was, I definitely wasn't going Jock Landell. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Uh, I like that that's the name that popped up in your head first. But, and, um, you know, like th- there's still a feeling, though, around this Houston team of like, okay, yes, you added pieces, but how much better do these pieces make you? How much higher do they put you in the Western Conference standings? To me, this is still probably a bottom five team that's maybe a little bit more competitive. Uh, And even worse now, if you're looking to trade this young man. So now, I mean, you realize that we're going to give you draft capital that's going to be really, really high just to get him off of our team because we don't want to have to deal with this anymore. I don't know a team that I believe is just like you have to be a blow up point, right? You have to be a team that's willing to say, listen, if the NBA and, and I don't know what the NBA ramifications on this are. We, we see don't the know. legal the NBA stuff going on. Yet. The NBA has no idea yet, but whatever that's going to be, his situation is his situation. Maybe he comes back and plays. Maybe he doesn't. I don't think he should be allowed to, but that's my personal opinion. But I get this draft capital. Yeah, some team that's going to blow something up may think that's worth it. Yeah, this is this is a play for all right. We're gonna this is a salary dump basically. Because, you know, the story is all, you know, alleged. It's all not confirmed yet. The evidence seems to be pretty damning against Kevin Porter Jr. But he's got $15.8 million this year, $15.8 million the year after that and the year after that. And then he's got a, uh, you know, like a team option. But I think those, oh, the his, his, after this season, it's all non-guaranteed. So this is it's like all a, not guaranteed. This is a, an expiring contract, basically. That, yeah. All right, we're just gonna salary dump for this one year because we the Rockets want to win right now. That that's the whole Rocket side of this is, you know, they could just they could just you know 
say, all right, we're going to push this to the side. He's not going to play for us, and we'll just have a, you know, a dead roster spot. But they want to get somebody to come in and play that could win now because they've made all these in moves because they want to try to make the play in or make the playoffs, <laughs> you know, or what, yeah. whichever one that they can make. And so they want to do. And so if a team is out there that says, all right, we got, we can match 15 million or, Hey, we have, we can be patient and wait this out and see if it's something, you know, if it actually was true, which seems like it is, but yeah, it's an interesting situation. It's an interesting, interesting scenario. Do you think a team though could convince a fan base? Hey, we're bringing in this guy, but we don't intend for him to play. It's for the draft capital. Like this is, it would be Uh, a lot of people are talking about the the PR hit that you would take if you took on a guy in KPJ right now. I don't even think you would take a PR hit because you would be the team that's taking his job away from him. And I think that's what people want the most when situations like this. You, happen. Okay, wait. You don't, don't think th- you don't think a team would take a PR hit if they traded for Kevin Porter Jr. right now with him in the news the way he is? If I'm trading for Kevin Porter Jr., knowing that I'm going to cut you 24 hours after you get on here, basically say here's your 15 million of frozen assets that you aren't going to be able to use until you get all this resolved. <laughs> No, I don't think that a team so would take a PR it, hit. And I think it would be weird because it, it would be weird for me to to say this is a PR hit or this is bad because you're firing the guy, right? We're, they're do, they, whatever team trades for him will be doing what everybody is saying. This is what the Rockets should do. You should terminate his contract right now. The fact that it, the n- next year is partially non-guaranteed. Yeah. After that's completely non-guaranteed, yep. there's a club option. You know, that one that tells you the Rockets kind of knew there were some red flags with this guy to begin they with. They had to have known because there was. And two, uh, whatever team would trade for him, you're trading for him 100% for the draft capital. But you also have to, right, like, I think it has to be a fleecing. I do think that like you can't trade like like if it were the Bulls in this situation, right? I, I can't send you Zach Levine or I can't send you unless you send me Singoon back, maybe. But I can't <laughs> send you right a, a, a DeMar DeRozan or something that maybe is a little closer in salary because that's going to make you too good. Now my draft capital is not better. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. I think that, yeah, the story would have to be team team you know Dallas Mavericks trade for Kevin Porter Jr and expect to waive him immediately like that it would yeah. have to come would all have to in the same that. it would have to call him all in the same headline <laughs> don't break it up hey hey shams this is one tweet <laughs> yeah <laughs> buy yeah. the blue check mark get more than 160 characters this is one tweet <laughs> shams would make a lot back on that twitter deal by the way oh yeah for sure adam silver spoke to the media in new york today about the resting policy and more uh our former colleague Howard Beck was in in attendance and asked some questions about this. The resting policy. I, I wanted to go over the resting policy because I think they've done it a couple times, but I just want to go over it for for all of our sake. Teams cannot rest two stars in the same game ever, and a star is any player that has made the All NBA or All Star any of the last three years. So you can't ra- rest two stars on the same night anytime. Can't rest yeah. star players for national TV and in season tournament games. So no stars getting rested then. You cannot shut down stars for long-term. So the NBA specifically said Lillard and Beal from last season would be investigated. That Lillard getting shut down by the Blazers, Beal getting shut down by the Wizards, that would have been investigated last year. So that's not going to happen anymore. Teams also must balance home and road rest games for stars with a preference for those absences to happen in home games. And teams must ensure that healthy players resting for a game are present and visible to fans couple of things that I saw that was interesting from, from Adam Silver in this. He wants to reinforce the notion and reiterated several times that it's the Players Association, the league, and everyone involved that wants to reinforce the notion that we're an 82-game league. 
And it's just an acknowledgement by all sides that this, the resting thing has gone too far. Can we just admit this is the pop rule and call it a day? <laughs> he, I mean, like, he, like the Spurs like pretty kind of started this. This is like, this is like, hey, we gave you Wemby. He has to play. <laughs> you can't sit him at the end of the year so that you can go get the other guy that's going to be paired next to Wemby. He has to be on the court because you knew what Pop was going to do. He's going to put Wemby out there, and there's going to be one of two things. Either Wemby's a little behind what everybody says he is. He's going to need some more development, and the Spurs aren't going to win that many games. He plays. Or (laughs) he's amazing right away. They're winning more games than expected, and Pop goes, whoa, 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 whoa. We need another high draft pick next year, buddy. I didn't sign a breather i didn't sign for three more years on this team because i wanted to, to win right away i knew the deal with it yeah this is and then also on the, i'll do the other side of this this is the clippers deal because maybe pop started this whole thing with the yeah. resting that you know manu and, and tim duncan and tony parker but the Last clippers took it too far right yeah. the clippers have taken it too far you can go to, i listened to darian vizier and locked on clippers today he was ecstatic about this rule as a clippers fan because he is so happy that he doesn't have to deal with them sitting both of the stars all like as many times they did last year. And for Adam Silver to say, this is an acknowledgement that this has gone too far. That to me is subtweeting CCing BCCing the Clippers in this saying you have taken this too far. I also, a couple more interesting things I want to just point out from what Adam Silver said. He said that the science of resting in general is inconclusive. The NBA is doing some investigation on it, but just the science of it is inconclusive. He said, if it was conclusive, I would be promoting it to fans. And he said, me, myself, Adam Silver, in the office of the commissioner would be saying to fans, you got to understand, this is helpful. There is no conclusive data that this is helpful. There, He said there's no data that players that play in off-season competitions get injured more often. So your FIBAs, your Olympics, your Eurobaskets, your all that. He said there's no data that backs up, you know, players getting more hurt early in the season versus late in the season. So it's not about the length of the season necessarily. And he said, there's not even conclusive data about playing in back to backs. That's conclusive about this. And so that's where this all kind of comes up. There's there's, it's just teams have been kind of operating the way that they think if someone has a data point that they are pushing too far, like the Clippers who have been resting Kawhi and Paul George, and then it doesn't work. It doesn't hasn't worked for them. And we're seeing that with the Clippers. And now the league is forcing this. It's an 82 game league. Here's, here's the biggest problem with all of that. We've seen, listen, you can't tell me that you watch 90s, early 2000s basketball, and this is not to compare the eras and all of that, but it's to say that those guys were playing 82 games often with much less treatment. Like the treatment was like, can somebody go get the ice out of the freezer? I got to wrap well, this they, knee. They didn't have medical staffs. They had like one guy maybe though. <laughs> maybe travel with them. The, like Bulls, hear, the you, Bulls just got to the point where we actually have a staff and it's only because <laughs> they're like, we're going to send you over to Illinois Masonic over here. Or not Illinois Masonic, freaking what's right there? Northwestern, right? Like we're just going to send you to the hospital that's right next door, basically. All of a sudden that's the staff. <laughs> like it's not like... This is what I mean, though. Like the yeah, ch- and, and it, when things are going too far, and I agree with Adam Silver on this so much because 
Treatment is better in the facilities. Hot tubs, massages, all of that. Cryo teams chambers. Taking cryo teams are taking care of their players better than ever now, and the players are playing less than ever. And you knew it was a problem when former players were like, I basically had my leg chopped off in the back, and they just sewed it back on in a different way to make it feel better, and I still played that night. Kobe's like, I didn't go to Germany to come back for guys resting. <laughs> I didn't go to Germany in the middle of the playoffs for these guys stem to be resting. Cells, baby. Stem cells. That was legal. That Com was legal. Coming up, let's play where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including LeBron getting the Avengers together. Is there a reason? Kai Jones going off on teammates and more. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. Get ready for NFL season if you're the Bears. Because your season hasn't started yet, right? The season the, starts. Season hasn't started. Week one, baby. Hasn't week started. one. Wait a minute. You're talking stuff, Bengals? Didn't the, you lose to a well, rival hey, this weekend? If anyone understands oh, the season. We did too, if but. anyone understands that their season hasn't started yet, I would understand. Because the Bengals <laughs> offense has not started yet. If you want to bet on NFL games, you want to bet on NBA, all kinds of stuff, you can bet $5 to get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers bet $5 to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. So you can watch the first Bears game, the first Bengals offense game of the season hey. on YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. and You can bet on everything from spreads, player props, and more. Go check it out. They have all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can go. There's a parlay builder. You can build all kinds of stuff. What are the what's some popular ones? Uh, Eagles, six and a half point favorites against the Vikings. Packers, one and a half point favorite against the the uh, the Falcons. All kinds of stuff. You can go check it out. fanduelcom slash on to get started. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA. We have a daily Locked On show that covers your team every day. I cover the Mavericks. I have Locked On Mavericks with Isaac Harris. Pat has Locked On Bulls with Hayes, CEO Hayes, over there daily. Go check it out. There's a link in the description where you can find your team every day. It's that time again. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. We play Count It Up where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including LeBron leaked to The Athletic that LeBron wants to represent Team USA at the 2024 Paris Olympics and is spearheading a group of future Hall of Famers, including Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Moore, Kyrie Irving interested, Devin Booker seems to be interested, bunch of guys coming up. On a scale of zero to five, five being yes, this is exactly what happened. Zero being no, not buying it. How much of this LeBron response is specifically about Dylan Brooks dropping 40 on the U.S. in FIBA. Count it up. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm at a two on that. Maybe a three. Not Maybe even a in three. the middle? I'm in the middle on that. I'm not going to lie to you because I am I feel like he probably heard that. Like, there's always the part. Listen, the United States gets embarrassed. They don't meddle. That Now, all of a sudden, here comes LeBron to save the day. That's really what all this is about. I don't care. Like, I, yeah, and it's not, it's not that I don't care about the United States winning FIBA. I just don't care because the players don't care. These guys were at Drew League games, and they weren't at FIBA. Like, come on, bro. Like, like they, they don't care. Listen, We sent Bobby Portis, bro. Like, I love Bobby. <laughs> I love Bobby, but come on. Like, it's it's not hey, we, realistic. We pointed out last week, Miritich wasn't there. Miritich that, was not uh, there. He <laughs> did avoid it. He did avoid it. But no. Listen, I, this uh, is... This is I, the, I'm at, I'm at a three. This is the most professional wrestling thing that ever happens in the NBA. It's the Olympics every year. When you get embarrassed one year, you got to 
come back. Like you gotta play, you gotta play your music. You're coming back in. Here's yeah. LeBron. The, the USA loses in FIBA. <laughs> they don't even they don't even medal. Here comes LeBron and his music is playing. It's the, and you're like, look at LeBron. It's like I'm back. He's gonna he's gonna have a All documentary we need is crew. Jr. in the back. What's this? <laughs> he's gonna have a documentary crew. There's gonna be cameras following all of them. Oh There's gonna be secret God. conversations that happen. There's gonna be tweets. There's gonna be weird stuff that happens. And hey, I'm all for it because I can think we, it's hilarious. We, I think that LeBron's gonna take credit for all of it. I think that when they win gold, LeBron will take the mic and go. You know, when they lost to FIBA, I said we can't do this to the U.S. We can't. This is this is where basketball was invented. I'm here, and we're we won. We are the world champions. That's what he's gonna say. 100. percent So care about FIBA. That's all I say to that. So care about FIBA, like you care about the Olympics because it's the biggest stage. Care about FIBA. Part part uh, of the FIBA part of the FIBA thing is though is the select team, because they want to like the the team USA whole ecosystem they want to build up some of these younger guys to be able to take the next step into the olympic team like it's not all on these star players to just say i'm not playing like the t- the team USA team and Grant Hill and, and Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra and all them like they select these guys for a reason cuz they want to build up the next generation of them so that they it, so that they don't get embarrassed on the olympic stage for not being ready but the problem is they did get embarrassed on, <laughs> on the world stage Kai Jones had the incident last week where he looked like he, looked like he was looked like he was tweaking perk thirty. I just popped the perk thirty, and uh, perk where he was just going off on on Instagram live, just like I don't know something was going on. Now he's on Instagram comments, replying to comments of people that say he's trash, and go, and going after teammates. One user said, "Mark Williams getting your bum ass off the roster," and Kai Jones responded, "Show me a video." of Mark pulling up, going left, and hitting it anywhere in college. Someone, somewhere, show me. Another comment said, Nick Richards, better than, better than, better than you. And Kai Jones responded, I'm more assertive with the ball than him. I can read myself. My question is, do you like the confidence, or has Kai Jones just lost it? Weren't we just talking about Rashad McCants? (laughs) Yeah, before this, on the podcast with Gilbert Arenas. Doesn't that uh doesn't this kind of feel a little bit like like Rashad McCants where it's just like, hey man, maybe have more than three points in a he's game. Gotta, he's got before a, you a, uh before you start talking. A check crazy. that his game can't cash. Um I listen, I I don't know what Kai Jones is is talking about or trying to trash <laughs> his teammates with on this. About. But I mean, realistically, this is what I would expect from a tweaker. And uh, clearly, we saw that. So, all right, I'm gonna play. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's play. play a game. Let's play a game. Where's Rachel? Hold on. How many get? You got I'll. You can play. I'll play. Let's play higher or lower. How many points per game did Kai Jones average last year? I, I said three. Higher. Higher than three? <laughs> yeah. Three point two. <laughs> 3.3.4. Okay, all right. I was like, I was like, he didn't average anything. Like, I don't even think he had a game over 10 points his entire I thought in for his sure, career yet. I thought for sure you're gonna guess at least like seven or eight. No. <laughs> because the second that I saw this dude doing this and his listen, listen, this kind of goes back to the career high is 12. His career high is 12. Oh, great. It was a solid game. Uh th- this is goes back to the conversation. The NBA doing this 
is the beginning of the NBA making people remember that you're not bigger than the shield. You're not bigger than Jerry West on the logo. You got to start respecting the opportunity that you have to be in this league. And Kai Jones don't respect that. And he thinks that he can just go out there. And, oh yeah, I'm pretty good. I play basketball for a living. You won't. <laughs> he had 12 and 14 in a, in a win against the thunder last year. Killing it. Was everyone else dead? Uh, last, last one here. Rajon Rondo was seen helping Ben Simmons with his three-point shot in a video. I saw this. Another, another highlight of, of Ben Simmons taking warm-up threes and taking threes in an empty gym. Uh, yeah. my, my question is, Count it up. let's name all the players that would be better to help Ben Simmons with his three-point no, shot you know than Rajon you know, Rondo. You know why I won't say that? Because Rondo was not a three-point shooter at all in Boston. And realized not with the Mavericks. It was not with the Mavericks <laughs> and realized, hey, I kind of gotta add this to my game just enough for me to stay in this league longer. And he kind of did. I know with the Bulls at a minimum, he shot 37% from the three-point line. Uh, I think he's had a couple of peaks and valleys he, in there. He but. shot 40% on that that run to the cha- the championship with the Lakers, too. That was that was the big one that showed off his if, three-point. If you're going to go from, like, I can't, like, r- young Rondo could not shoot. Can't I don't be, know if y'all remember it. you're taking this. It was terrible. If you're going to go on a, I need somebody to teach me how to shoot who couldn't shoot, I need to have the guy like a guy like Rondo. Can't, <laughs> can't believe you're making, you're, you're not letting me have this on Rondo. Can't believe I mean, you're, listen, not, you're not going along I mean, with me on this. I mean, listen, listen, at the end of the day, Ben Simmons ain't gonna, it doesn't matter what he does in the offseason. <laughs> Hoodie Simmons is not unstoppable. <laughs> oh, oh we, we went from Hoodie Mellow to Hoodie Simmons. Discord. Hoodie Simmons. It's dead. It's dead. No, no one else gets the hoodie. Ugh. Can't believe you defended Rondo in this. I'm not mad at Rondo for this. Rondo finished it. Hold on. We're not that? mad for this. We're not, not mad for this. I'm not mad at Rondo for this one. I like this one. I like oh, this. One. Sad. What's what Rondo get his career up to? Thirty two percent, solid baby. That tells you where he started at and where he ended at. Hey, thirty three <laughs> in the playoffs. Stepped up when it matters. Playoff Rondo was a problem. Let's not cap on that. Playoff from the time he was with the Bulls on. Playoff Rondo was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't believe this is ending in a positive Rondo note. I I said when I took are over you, lockdown. Wait, are you are you a negative Rondo guy? You don't do you not like Rajon Rondo? What what show do you think I do? What oh come on, brother. What, 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 you don't like you don't like that Rondo? I do not. That sounds crazy. <laughs> you don't like that Rondo? It sounds like a Kai Jones reference. But uh it sounds yeah, like no. a, an appetizer that we all shared at a table and you're like you're not into the you're not into the Rondo. Can I, I what, if you I split a Rondo, Rondo, will you get some Rondo? If I get some Rondo, will you that's a pause. That's crazy. Yo. <laughs> Yo, we got to end there because we're, we're saying good things about Rondo. We're making, (laughs) making innuendo. We got it. We got to end here guys. Thanks thanks so much for listening to lockdown NBA. As long as we're here. Bang, bang. Boom.